<laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun one, man. Super duty, tough work. Yes, sir. Recording them episodes on that ass. Yeah. You know, shout out to all of our listeners on the gram. Mm-hmm. You know, we're on there. Yes. If you don't know. If you don't know, now you uh, know. We are on there under super duty underscore tough, tough work. work. If you're on Twitter, we're there as well. Mm-hmm. SDTW underscore podcast. Word. If you're on YouTube. The tube. The YouTube. <laughs> you can find us there as well. And it's uh, super duty tough work well mm-hmm. it's youtube.com right. backslash super duty tough work because we got that url you know what i'm saying we got that the address we there we there you yeah. can find us by typing that in and we there you know we just started doing video so we probably got seven eight of them joints mm-hmm. but we consistent they up there every fucking monday yeah really sunday night because mm-hmm. we give y'all more <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you can have it bright and early during that commute. Yeah. You know, this episode is inspired by an NBA player. <laughs> my man's. My man's now. And, you know, there's some lessons in this. So mm-hmm. there was this incident uh, recently with Russell Westbrook of the uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. And he's had incidents with fans before. And he's had incidents with fans in Salt Lake City before. Yes, he has. And uh, this one that recently happened, there's a video that showed him going back and forth with a fan just saying he was going to whoop his ass. (laughs) And uh, we'll play that audio of that, you know. But what it made me think about is like, you know, you and I have seen hecklers. Yes. But he's out there in front of 20,000 people. Right. We haven't seen anything like that. Hell no. <laughs> like we've, you know, sometimes when it comes to a concert, there can be so many people there that a heckler can't even be hurt. Right. And it doesn't matter. Or the, or the, or your friends will get on him. You yeah. don't even have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. If it's, you know, but there, there's a point where every, you know, comedian mm-hmm. has been heckled. Yes. And if you rap, you've probably been heckled too. Yes. From the biggest to the most, you know, smallest <laughs> We've all been fucked with. Yeah. And uh, this episode is about how to deal with hecklers. Yeah. Rules, guidelines. Mm, bullet points and such. Yes. Things you need to know <laughs> before you dive in that deep water. Right. Of dealing with hecklers because it's not as simple as it may seem. And it can get deep real quick. Yes. Very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast. Dangerous and treacherous yes, waters. Yes. You don't want to be swimming down there mm-hmm. without no life reserver, man. Nah. You need the proper protocols and procedures. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this episode, we're going to talk about that, man. Dealing with uh, hecklers and we'll be right back. Yeah. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come closer, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work. 
vibing and no bullshit. So yeah, Super Dute, your boys. We back. The most infamous podcast mm-hmm. on planet Earth. Don't get it fucked up. Don't. You know, don't don't go believe the surface, man. <laughs> the waters. The waters. <laughs> some down there you don't wanna some down there you don't wanna have have a confrontation with. You don't want you don't think that thing. You don't know it's under there. You know what I mean? It's just way deeper than you think. You know? <laughs> So this episode is about dealing with hecklers, man. And, you know, as we talked about, really, like, Russell Westbrook has been like a, you know, he's a, he's a positive dude, but mm-hmm. he don't take no shit. He don't take none from reporters, from other players, mm-hmm. and from nobody. Nah, and, and hip-hop guys are kind of like that. Yeah. We're like that. So, like, this episode, you know, we've all had some bad experiences with hecklers. Mm-hmm. And uh, from, from those experiences, we got, like, is it seven or six? Seven, seven joints. Seven joints to share with y'all, man. And these are axioms not just for dealing with hecklers you will see by the end. But for dealing with people who fucking with you in any manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so straight up. <laughs> so we're gonna get it started with number one. <laughs> so number weird. one rule. Only respond if you know you can win. We can stop right here. <laughs> I'll say it again. Are the people in the back? We haven't talked to oh, people in the God. back at all. Hey, hey. Only respond if you know you can win. Yeah. Look, man. The heckle game is deep. It, it's real deep. Best believe that whoever is heckling you is not a rookie. Right. They're not like someone who's like, oh, yeah, I, I randomly do this. No. No, nah, they've been there. <laughs> they fucks with people all the time. It's like trolls. Remember, hecklers were the first trolls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were trolling before it was called trolling. Right. And uh, because of that, you have to be very, very careful what a lot of artists have seen mm-hmm. and what I've seen is that when you go into situations, when you're on stage, mm-hmm. you underestimate <laughs> the power, the power of someone at derailing your show. Yeah. Like one motherfucker with a well-timed comment mm-hmm. or a well-placed joke yep. or just clowning you for nothing mm-hmm. can fuck up the vibe. Yes. And you need to be thinking to yourself am i the kind of motherfucker who is determined to win by any means <laughs> i'm dead ass it's so real though i I'm I'm completely <laughs> i completely agree i've been there so many times am i that guy is it is there a dog in me right 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 is because, there a dark side is there a dark side <laughs> right is, yeah. is this just the surface mm-hmm. what's beneath the water right is there something lurking beneath the surface right. of my personality yeah, do i am i gonna bring that out <laughs> right do i really want them to see that does it exist mm. because some people know deeply that hey i really don't want no problem right i'm really a bitch mm. oh yeah I, I just want to do my show and go home right i just want to get my get my bag <laughs> Yeah. My show. Please leave me alone. Yeah, stop. Don't make me stop. Come on, man. That's not in me. I'm not a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to pretend to be. That's cool. Yeah. So if that's you, admit that that's you. Right. But if that's not you, and you the kind of motherfucker who won't back down, mm-hmm. then you need to understand that that's what it's going to take. And you have to be that motherfucker to win against a heckler. Yeah. Like, I, I remember talking to, like, uh, I, when I was like studying comedy for a couple of years, one of the things I noticed, and I talked about this in one of my books, was like when I watch comedy specials and comedy documentaries, mm-hmm. whenever you see them deal with hecklers, 
they would just nuclear bomb these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, man. destroy. They don't even. It's yeah, not. They don't blink. No, it's not an eye for eye. Nah, it's an eye for two eyes. Yeah, it's like oh, it's you an took eye my for eye? your body. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cut your head off. <laughs> right. And I put your eyes in my pockets. Right. That's what it is with comedians. Oh god, they go for the throat. And I, at first, I was like, damn, why are they so cold like that? But then I realized. Yeah. The comedians who have lost in these situations. Never seen again. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Ruins, man. Never to be seen again. They, they were not willing to go as far as it took to win because you mm-hmm. got to understand a heckler, even though they're one in number, depending on the situation, they could have certain advantages mm-hmm. and a certain sense of like spontaneity that could fuck you up, yeah. take you off your game. And you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? Like I always looked at it like once I saw the stuff about comedians, I kind of adopted the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, you know what? I'm not a mean person, but I'm a pounce if I have to. Underneath the surface. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness lurks. Deep in those waters. We peel yeah. back them layers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's something ugly under there. <laughs> and you don't want to see it. Yeah, that thing that you don't want no parts of that guy. Yeah, yeah. That guy don't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. And you know, underneath all this education, mm-hmm. you know, sophistication, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, code and conduct, right? If you will, uh-huh. is a motherfucker who don't take no shit off nobody, right? And he'll fuck somebody up, yeah. And he don't know. What Just to keep do. going. Keep going. Keep going. He don't know. He blacks out and be like, yo. <laughs> I won though, right? Right. That's the kind I just of kept swinging. I kept swinging. I just kept swinging. That's the kind of guy that is underneath the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. underneath the surface, man. But if you're not that kind of guy, mm-hmm. you need to be very careful about how you deal with hecklers. All right. Because once once somebody decides to heckle you, they've already made it in their mind that either you suck, right? They want to make a name for your, themselves, or they're just too drunk and oblivious to like to really know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta win, and, and, and by the same, I don't necessarily mean win all the time by like mean evilness. Mm-hmm. You gotta use your brain, right? Gotta be smart. Yeah, be smart about it. Use your mind to outmaneuver this person who's trying to take a show off track. I'll give an example. We talked about it before. Uh, remember we, the last New Year's show you and I did at Double Happiness? Mm-hmm. There was this girl. This was right when uh, live streaming was popping. <laughs> right, right. This girl was drunk in the front row when I started my set holding her phone up which right is right in your face i hate that shit when people will hold their phone up put their back to you mm-hmm. and put hey y'all look at who's behind me it's fucking blueprint <laughs> look it's fucking illogic you fucking douchebag i hate that shit watch the goddamn show man it's different to film me from the front we turn your back like i'm so cool blueprints behind me rapping it's like man yeah. eat a dick right fuck you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the worst is like when they do that now they're facing everyone else in the crowd. Right. right. It's awkward now because they're staring at everyone. Everyone's staring distracting. at them. It's distracting. Mm-hmm. So this is right when that Ustream shit came out and Broad was doing that. And I'm just like, hmm. Yep. She started the first song. I was like, okay. Then she was just like, she was two rows back. Mm-hmm. Proceeds to like push people out the way. Yep. To the front. To the front. The light is on the phone. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. People are looking like, She's ruining our experience. <laughs> right. What do we do? Right. We don't. We can't. We can't snatch her. Ah, uh, uh, we can't snatch her. And this is the first time I did this. This is the first time I like leaned over and I, I pretended like I was like yeah. being in a video with her. Like ha ha. And then she, I reached down and grabbed the phone and then I just 
Yeah, and took it and just put it in my pocket. And just kept rapping. I kept rapping. I didn't stop rapping. It's like, no. yeah, pocket. I walked to the DJ table. I put her phone right there at the DJ table. I looked at her and just said, I gave mm-hmm. it, I just hold on. No one else, everyone was around her was like, oh. Yeah. Yes. And she and she held on. She held on. She waited. She waited. And got her phone back. I gave it back to her maybe two songs later. Yeah. When when I had a, a, some silence in the set where it was quiet, and I could say, hey, yo, that's a distraction to everybody. Mm-hmm. But prior to, I couldn't just yell that. Right. I had to stop rapping. Right. But uh, what I'm saying is, if you're not willing to go that far, mm-hmm. if you, then don't do it. Right. Because the flip side of that is that if you try that and fail, and you don't have finesse, <laughs> imagine right you reach out get off my motherfucking phone you know what I mean? <laughs> timing would be so perfect yeah like, like you would have to stop rhyming yeah like damn she fucking slapped my hand <laughs> like it just throw a drink on you or some shit right try to throw my phone y'all like it, it could go, it could go crazy bad. depending on who you're dealing with yeah. i had a show like in a salt my last lake tahoe show the shit kept trying to grab my pants and like grab near mine. I was like, yo, she was distracting. Like she kept, I didn't know what she was talking about. She kept talking about like, listen to me, my dude rap or somebody rap. And I was like, yo, this is my show. You're being a distraction. Mm-hmm. So like every time she would move, I would just be like, yo, and ultimately I got security to get her out of there, but it was one of situations where I couldn't talk loud. I only had like these three second breaks between mm-hmm. songs. You know my set. Yeah, yeah. This ain't no talking. <laughs> right. Cause I gotta set up pedals and test MIDI things and set up the mic. I was like, I can't argue with this bitch. I need to get her out of here. Mm-hmm. She was blackout drunk though. Mm-hmm. Ultimately I got to the break and I was like, I finally got my guys mm-hmm. to get their guys to get security to get her and get her up out of here. But prior to that, if I'd have played that the wrong way, it could have went bad. It could have went real bad. It, it was bad because she was a hefty broad, man. She tried to get on stage. Mm. And I was just like, no, man, you got to get the fuck off stage, man. Mm. Like, and you know what I'm saying? I was like, you got to go. And it was just like, she was starting to piss me off. And I was starting to, the dude underneath the surface was starting to come out. <laughs> right. And right. I was like, yo, this is going to get ugly, man. That darkness was about to come. <laughs> Brother, darkness was about to come to this. <laughs> it's about to get bad. Mm. So that's number one. Like, if you're not ready to take it there, don't take it there. Yeah. Like, find another way to handle it. Like, let somebody else step in. Do something, but don't confront it head on unless you know you can win. Right. And there's a path, and it depends on every person, but like, look at Russell Westbrook. He basically was like, he was just like, yo, we can squab. Yeah, you know like, I, mean? I wouldn't, I'll fuck, I'll you, fuck up. you up. That's it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and do what's quiet. Yeah, we can do it quietly, however, man. Quiet. I mean, it's, but it's like, he is the, he's at enough of a status to where, and he's had enough previous problems where people are going to give him the benefit of doubt. Yeah. You know, over a fan who talks some shit like that in that situation, which is good. But every artist isn't at that status. You never know who you're talking to in a crowd. So, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you can win. Ask yourself. Yeah. Can I win? And the thing is, like, it's you. You have to realize, too, that you have a lot of power. Yes. On that stage. Yes. And you don't necessarily have to destroy them. You have power. People are there to see you. Right. So you have support. If yes. this one person is being an asshole, yes, you have support. You can you can make a joke to the crowd and just ignore them. Yes, you know I've done that too. Humor works. Humor, all of that stuff. There's so many different ways to counteract somebody that's heckling you and get the crowd back behind you, and they'll shut them up for you. Facts. They'll get they'll get security to get them out. You yes. might not even have to. Yeah, like you have a lot of power when you're up on that stage and you have people there to see you. So make sure you use oh, it wisely. It's a fact, man. Like I think I don't know if you were with me or if it was a, something we did together. We're like. We played a show and it wasn't because the crowd was heckling, but we just had people in the front who were just 
mean and just like i don't know if they're they're see us and we did some shit we were like yo how about y'all over there y'all people right there yeah. take three steps yep. back mm-hmm. and the people who were being lame didn't know what we were doing right we was like yo can y'all just take three steps back and they took three steps back and we we're like okay all y'all come over and take their spot <laughs> <laughs> and all the people who was live yep. came and took the front and it was instantly like oh, yep. oh. <laughs> but prior to that we was looking shaky because right. the people in the front was fucking up the vibe right and they're just talking to each other yeah not paying attention <sighs> mean, being loud mean, mean mugging yeah we don't need that okay so that's number one yeah all right number two all right dealing with hecklers mm-hmm. if you lose rule number two if you lose you will be ruined forever this is so true this is the uh carlos mencia uh maxim remember this guy carlos mencia mm-hmm. the mind of mexican yeah. guy he was prior he was a comedian he he came out right after dave Chappelle. is that what happened to him yeah J- uh. joe rogan ended him ah he was being accused for like over a year mm-hmm. of stealing jokes, uh, right? Yeah, I remember a this. A year of stealing jokes. No one would say anything because they all know each other. The comedians he stole stuff from, he had just got a, a TV deal. Mm-hmm. So people were afraid to, to confront him and talk to him. Like, yo, he's stealing jokes. This is fucked up. But he just keeps blowing up and blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. And uh, ultimately, Joe Rogan decides to come to his show. Oh. You know, and is this on YouTube? Yes, yeah, I YouTube. have to find this. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Yeah, right. Everybody always say it's on YouTube. Yeah. This confrontation between him and Joe Rogan was the, be- the beginning of his end. Mm. It ended him. Joe Rogan, knowing all the jokes, the specific jokes he stole, like, okay, tell him about this specific joke you stole from Cosby. Cosby said it this day, said it this way. You come back on this day, this day, said it this way. Like, he broke dude down over all the jokes he stole in front of Carlos Mencia's audience. And because Joe Rogan is like Diesel, yeah, Taekwondo black belt, mm-hmm. <laughs> like MMA practitioner, Jiu-Jitsu black belt, right. are you really gonna do something to Joe? And he's spitting facts. And he's spitting facts. It's not like he's lying on you. No, he's not lying on you. <laughs> he's a comedian too. Yeah, you know, because Carlos Mencia tried to blow him off and oh, you ain't nobody, just insulting Joe when Joe was trying to talk to him, and mm-hmm. that's when Joe was like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna get on the stage. And get it, Mike, and sit here. We're gonna talk about this. Mm. And once Joe got in a position, it was just a downward spiral for Carlos Mencia. I gotta see this. <laughs> and it was his career; like he basically was done after that. Sounds beautiful. I gotta see it. <laughs> and so, in this instance, Joe was kind of like a heckler. I mean, he was telling the truth, right? But what you got to look about that is like his career ended forever mm-hmm. because of that moment where he got exposed by a heckler mm-hmm. sometimes hecklers are obviously they can be haters and that's the right. overwhelming majority right but sometimes it's somebody like that yeah who just knows their shit and is just as sharp as you just as witty mm-hmm. and if you get them that mic and let them have that platform don't and you do lose it. don't do it there's no coming back yeah you know and so uh you know that's rule number two like if you lose you're ruined forever now think about another example this in comedy like another example this is like i mean we've seen it in hip-hop from like rappers like i guess like losing and getting beat up on stage and shit like that you know what i'm saying like that's uh that's an extreme form of it Mm -hmm. not as bad you know but like look at what happened with uh old boy kramer oh yeah he was so bothered by the hecklers he Mm -hmm. had to hit him with the n-bomb yeah he had to hit him with the n-word ain't been seen since he couldn't win and and he was like, I don't know what they were saying. I wasn't there, but you got to know as a comedian, that's the the, the atom bomb of, <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying of insults. That is the nuclear yeah. warhead. <laughs> you hit him with that, but he hasn't really done nothing since nothing. He, and, I mean, and the thing is, luckily, 
um, um, Seinfeld is such a popular dude because yes. even them syndicating Seinfeld was in danger after that. Yeah. Yep. So it's true, man. So like you can lose these these altercations, but you got to know, like if I lose this joint, I could be ruined forever because the way you lose mm-hmm. in front of so people, especially in this era now. Oh, yeah. Like social media. Yeah. That you lose tonight. It's on. It's up there. To Ten minutes. Right. When you losing. Yeah. 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 So you'll be ruined forever. That's number two. And uh, mm. we'll take a break. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then, you know, I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. Uh, your boys. Back in the place. Dealing with them hecklers. Yeah, man. We had to deal with online hecklers this week. A little bit. A little, it was kind of coming for the neck. A little bit. They was trying. You know, underneath the surface. Yeah. See, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a spirited. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. You are. I'm a very nice guy. And the thing is, it takes a lot to get me to a point because I got some darkness there too it takes a lot <laughs> that's why I had to just stop because I'm like if I get involved in this I might say something that might ruin me yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying because yeah. everybody I'm the poet you know what I'm saying yeah. the nice dude you know heavenly cowboy style co- all, all day but I start calling cats bitches and yeah, you know like yeah it can get it, like it that it can get bad I can say at least I got out without doing that right I didn't call nobody out their name I didn't call you like no bitch ass motherfucker I didn't say that <laughs> right right I, I, I took a you know I was definitely on, on some shit right yeah you was I, on one yeah or two <laughs> Or five. It was yeah. If I didn't, you know, I'm, I don't have your grace. Right, 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 right. I do, but I don't. Mm-hmm. It's like I've got the ultimate amount of grace when no one's fucking with me. Mm. But my grace just goes fast. <laughs> it's like fuck this. Yeah, it's over. It's out. Like yeah. damn, this motherfucker. Zero to ten. <laughs> right. That's me. That's me. <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. We're human. Uh, yeah. These things happen. Yeah. So yeah, man. That's uh, you know, we're talking about how to deal with hecklers, man. And uh, we're on number three, and this is one I learned during ninth uh, when the 1988 album came out. Okay. So the number three lesson or rule from dealing with hecklers is that if you win too big, mm-hmm. you'll look like a bully. Yeah. Why are you being so mean? Uh, why are you being so mean? All, all he said was yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he was just drunk. He was just drunk. I mean, it's drunk. not fair. I mean, you got the mic, right? He ain't got no mic. Yeah. I mean, everyone can't see you. <laughs> I mean, he didn't mean no harm. Yep. I know him in real life. He's usually not this way. Mm-hmm. Dog, that's that's the main <laughs> argument. That's the main <laughs> response is that, oh, he just drunk, dog. Yeah. He just drunk. You ain't have to. He just. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did have to. I had I'm to sorry. say that. I had to. I had to. I had to. Because if I didn't, where would I be? Mm-hmm. You, you know, the show will get sidetracked, yeah. ruined. And that's what people don't understand. Like, But it's like, yo, man there's a fine line mm-hmm. right like there's a fine line between saying hey put your motherfucking phone down and oh yeah let me take this real quick let me, right let me put this in my pocket right walk right, right. put it down okay i got you yeah that's finesse mm-hmm. you can go past that thing to where the same people 
who came to see you will now hate you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind why of you taking up. her phone print. All right, why? Get you, why you touching her print? Why you put your hands yeah. on her? Come on, man. She was just playing. She wasn't hurting nobody. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know the people she was bothering in a the moment. They're like, yeah, she's annoying. But mm-hmm. then if you take it too far, mm-hmm. you say the wrong thing. Yeah. You look like a bully, and we gotta never forget that there's a reason someone's heckling you. Mm-hmm. It's because you already have status. Right. You already are perceived to have power. They paid to get into your show, most likely. <laughs> Thank you. And they're wasting their money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, because you have status and power already, they expect a higher level of conduct from you. True. Now, I can do that in a live setting on a show or something. But, you know, <laughs> online, eye for an eye, my friend. My Nuclear friend. bombs. Yeah, yeah. You know, what can I say? Explosions. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're disrespecting. I'm going to be twice as disrespectful. But the same thing applies online. There's people who will look at my engagement with the troll mm-hmm. who said all kind of out-of-pocket shit. And it's no matter how much they insult me, mm-hmm. I've noted that there's a certain pocket of my fan base who will say, oh, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, because I expected more from you. I expected more from you. And yeah. my response is, what did you expect from them, though? Right. But it ain't about them. Thank you. It ain't about them because it's about you because they know you. <laughs> right. Your fan base has a connection to you. So right. it's not about the heckler. It's not about whoever the trolls are. No. It's about how you respond. And, you know, if you respond in the way that they think you should. Right. You know, and we're human. We're not going to always, no. you know, but, and it's, but it's true. It's true. You're it's on, not fair, but it's true. Yeah. You're under a different spotlight. Yeah. yeah. That That's one thing that took me a while to get about music because, you know, man, underneath the surface. <laughs> He's there. He's there. Yeah. He's just lurking yeah. underneath that water. You know, man, and, and that guy, man, I had to admit to myself, you know what? People do expect something different from me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be perfect. I just have to try. Right. And so I can say that, yeah, motherfuckers getting us on getting on us or a little th- shit this week. Although it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. I handled myself better than in the past. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you, like it's cra- as crazy as it may seem to some of you, he held back. Yeah, a lot yeah, to the point where it was like, I'm just gonna not say nothing. <laughs> like when you when you when you said like, I talked to a couple of my peoples, I'm just gonna leave this right here. Yeah, <laughs> that that wouldn't have happened like five, no. a couple years ago. No, no, Man. and like no, just. Think of the shit with like with all the Wale's fans. Mm. He he told a million fans to get this guy, mm. and they was saying the most ridiculous, mm. insulting, disrespectful stuff you ever saw. That was me at my worst because yeah. I was just battling <laughs> twenty thousand people, right? <laughs> for for forty eight hours of just like yeah. chaos, yeah, and uh, <laughs> threats on my life, yeah. So this was nothing, mm-hmm. but. The point is that, you know, when you're in a position of power, prominence, you're on a stage, even if it's a small stage, you may not think about it. People expect more from you. They do. They expect more from us and they expect more. Even Russell Westbrook is like people will say, yeah, that guy was totally out of pocket. Mm -hmm. But you're Russell Westbrook. Right. Exactly. We we expect you to have been used to this and to ignore these people Mm -hmm. because we know that if you escalate it, it ruins our experience. Right. And we don't care about him. We care about you. Yeah, because then you suspend it. Then my season tickets are worthless because I came to see you. Right. Over a little fan. Yeah. You know, and, and they have a point, but it's still, we, we're dealing with ego here. Yeah, it's hard. 
<laughs> because the thing is, we are you are in a place of prominence. So yeah. everybody in a place of prominence got a little ego. Yes. And when that ego get bruised, it's hard to to back down. Yeah. And take the high road. Yeah. It's very difficult. It's difficult. Because it's like, yo, if we were regular people on the street, you wouldn't do this to me. Nah, because if you did, I would knock you the fuck out. <laughs> right. You know it. You know, you know it. I would. Right. You know it. But it's like you're only doing this because I'm up here. Right. And that's why sometimes like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. not you. Right. This is how you gonna do your mans. Mm-hmm. This is what we doing now. Just because I'm up here, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, and it's it's fucked up, man. So, but that brings us naturally mm-hmm. to number four. Yeah. Because number three. You have to use that in moderation. Right. And balance it with number four. Uh-huh. Because rule number three is if you win too big, you look like a bully. Mm-hmm. Rule number four is if you let it drag on, you look like a bitch. <laughs> right, right. This you is like a punk. You look like a punk. Because you can lose. You yeah. can lose just not just not confronted at all. Yeah. There's a point when your fans start looking at you when someone is getting out of pocket, like, print, please handle this. Right. Like what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Can you Are you gonna do something? Yeah, are you gonna yeah. do something? Can you do something? You wanna tell us to do something? Can't what? do too much. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> but do something. Not too little yeah something yeah do something make an effort to keep this show in control uh otherwise it gets out of control man like i played a show on my last tour and uh we were in tempe and there's this guy who was like mocking me young cat (laughs) like (laughs) this sounds fucked up like like he was like doing he would get in the front row and do these like cartoonish exaggerated (laughs) hand movements and gestures and like he looked goofy anyway I didn't care that he did what he wanted to do, but he insisted on being in the front. So I'm like, okay, he's trying to get to the front. <laughs> this sounds hilarious. <laughs> this episode is deep shit. It's coming from the heart, bro. I've dealt with some things. I'm just envisioning this, <laughs> this dude. goofy like... motherfucker with long hair. <laughs> doing... doing fake rap gestures. Overly dramatic. Overly the top. Just like... Yeah, I'm just like, what? And so I would I would be on the left side of the stage. He was far left. Uh-huh. And he was back a few rows back. I was uh-huh. like, okay, whatever. Then after I, I would ignore him then. So I was like, let me just leave that side alone. I'm gonna play towards the middle and right a little more. Right. What he started doing was when I get to let he would like follow me. <laughs> it's fucked up, right? He would follow me <laughs> from one side of the stage to the next. It's not like something you see in the movie. <laughs> It felt like it. Is this real life? Oh, man. He got in the front row and he's just following me from left to right now doing these overly exaggerated <laughs> mocking movements. It's way out of control. Mm-hmm. So I'm just biding my time. Right. Because I'm starting to notice, I've noticed it. People around who were in the front having fun are starting to get weird uh-huh. because he's making everybody uncomfortable. Okay. I'm waiting for the right moment. Mm-hmm. Something happens where. He turns his back right after like, I don't know, whatever happened was the song Respect the Architect came mm-hmm. right? Now, thankfully, he had annoyed everybody else. Right. And uh, I'm rhyming. Something happened. I got to the hook and I was just like, Respect the Architect. And I just reached out and physically pushed this dude off the fucking stage. Out to the left. I walked off the stage and pushed him a couple rows back. Not like, you know, yeah. violent, but I've let him know like, yo, it's over. Right. Stop. You know? And uh, and the chorus was on, and because it, it happened right at the respect the architect, respect architect, architect yeah. yeah, it was so epic. Uh-huh. Everyone was like, "Yeah, respect the architect." And even when I when he was there, he was looking shocked, like he didn't think I was gonna do it. Uh-huh. And I just looked at him, was like, "Respect the architect." <laughs> yeah, this worked out perfectly. Right. 
but the rest of the show he looked sad and dejected mm-hmm. and shit and i was just like you know show ended i'm like i'm gonna have to have a conversation with him you right. know so the show ended i'm at the merch table and you know like we said if you don't do nothing you look like a bitch mm-hmm. because if i wouldn't have done nothing he had already done it a song or two in a row right he was getting more bold getting in the front he's following me around pushing people out the way to mock me now mm-hmm. i'm like yo this one on a song and a half this can't go on anymore you know or else i'm gonna have to get someone to throw you out but yeah i got this yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this as men after we talk later and he's just like no i was just into it man i wasn't i was like no man you ain't gotta lie man you was trying to mock me man you was becoming i said this show was about you mm-hmm. i said it ain't gonna do with me you wanted to come here and, and show off in front of these people because you if you if it was about me and you were just excited you would have stayed where you were at and did it right the fact that you had to get in the front and be in front of everybody and look people in the eye and like he's like no man i got all your records man i bought this i bought that i bought this off your store i got this on the pre i said that doesn't give you the right yeah to mess up my show yeah like this is everybody's experience bro mm-hmm. that's not cool man and uh it got tense mm-hmm. it was one of the moments i'm just like yo man anything could happen right right it could go down anything could happen because i don't know this guy he's frustrated mm-hmm. and i'm not backing down because i'm like no you totally just try to disrespect me out there man mm-hmm. and uh if you call yourself a fan you can't do that to people man but his homies came in there like yo man we apologize for him mm-hmm. he's a he's an asshole he gets like that sometimes and you know what i'm saying you didn't do nothing wrong we respect the fuck of you because you handled it how you did right you know what I mean? You didn't say nothing on the mic to nobody. It was I was still the lyrics of the song. Right, right. You were still yeah. performing. Yeah, I just turned him around, pushed him to the back. Like, yo, we don't need you up here. Mm. Pulling the other people in that space. We fill that space. Now you're in the back. Now you know, hey, I have a limit. Yeah, and this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable behavior, man. And so, uh, but you know, if you don't do that, you'll look like a bitch. <laughs> right. And it's sad because I don't want to look like that, but I've seen people lose control of their own shows. Right. Um, and when a, someone loses control of their own show, the crowd sometimes will just leave. Yeah. They won't pay. They'll stop paying attention. Yeah. Cause they're no longer entertained. No. They're like, yeah, that show was cool. That guy's an asshole, but man, that show sucked. Yeah. You it's, didn't handle it. You didn't handle it. Like they're subconsciously thinking you should have done something about that. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't say you should have done something. Right. Like they thinking like you should have. Why'd you let him do that yeah. for the whole? Why you let him? Why you let him do that to you? Yeah, you a bitch. <laughs> why you being a little fuck up there, man? Cause I ain't no bitch. Why you say that? <laughs> why you saying that? You little punk motherfucker. <laughs> Graphics be talking this shit. Let yeah. people take over your shows like that. You a little bitch. I'm going yeah. home, man. I'm gonna listen to some gangster shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's number four yeah. we'll do one okay we'll do five because this this plays into that last one right right the thing you notice about rule number five for dealing with hecklers is maintain your distance at all time yeah as much as you can as much as you can yeah like sometimes you get too close or they're but understand man like most street fights most times people do wild shit it's because they're so fucking close to each other yeah, that's like, why shit happens in clubs like that. Right, people stepping on people's shoes, on. people pushing people. Uh, all this stuff is like, yo, we we too close. Come on, we man, too close. I'm sweating. I'm hot. Come on, back up, you know <laughs> like, Can I get on. some elbow room, right. bitch? Right, right. Come on, man. Why you gotta stand right here though? Mm-hmm. Like you, all that room over there. <laughs> Y'all came right here though. Why, bro? Disrespect. Y'all mm-hmm. think I'm a bitch, but you gotta keep your distance, just in general, because. 
this is a club. You don't even know what the fuck could happen. Motherfuckers could throw a chair. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. could throw a mic. Motherfuckers glass. could throw glass. Yeah. Anything. Motherfucker, you could be leaning off the stage. Yeah, and you need to get off my motherfucking show. And they grab you by the collar and yeah. slam you and, and Ain't no telling. <laughs> dust off you out. Ain't no telling. Anything could happen because you wasn't paying attention. You started feeling yourself. And uh, these are real people. Mm-hmm. And while you should be able to say, hey, this is unacceptable there's limits mm-hmm. and you gotta keep your distance g yeah because you don't know them you don't, don't know them yeah they don't you don't know what they got you Ooh. don't know who they're <sighs> nothing you get you get fucked up yeah you can it, it can happen <laughs> it has happened yeah. to people yeah man so that's number five and we'll take a break yeah what up everybody quick reminder super duty tough work hoodies back in stock we got smalls back in stock medium back in stock large back in stock extra large back in stock 2xl sold out already my bad y'all but yeah every other size of the super duty tough work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net go there order yours and support the movement rep the squad back to the show okay here we are folks Mm -hmm. two more left you know we hear super duty tough work talking about how to deal with hecklers yes now this one is specific to our industry mm-hmm. because it's an advantage that we have to make sure we have very much a part of that power <laughs> yes. that power number six is that the mic is your friend yeah whether see the, the biggest advantage you got over everyone in the crowd is that no matter what you say mm. everyone can hear it exactly you can say whatever the fuck you want to say mm-hmm. and that person yelling shouldn't be able to be heard right it doesn't matter what you is. But see, when we talked about Carlos Mencia shit, once Joe Rogan got the mic, right? It was a and, yeah. It's like, oh, y'all both got mics. You're, you're gonna lose this. Mm-hmm. You can't win. But like for us, simply the factor that we've had the mic, mic, and they haven't has allowed us to command attention. Right. Say, hey man, hey hey, wait 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 wait. Yeah. Hold on, man. Hey X Y Z. Hey, yep. can y'all chill out? Whatever you're asking, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Hey, security. Yep. Hey, help! He's got his hands around my throat. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you gotta say, if they whooping your ass, right, right. Uh, you gotta call somebody. Mm-hmm. The mic is your motherfucking friend, man. Yeah. Never forget that. Never think that you have to like physically get engaged with people to get control back of your show. With that mic, you can tell a story mm-hmm. about something and get people back. Mm-hmm. You can talk to people around that person hey y'all i'm sorry for him this guy you know what i mean you can you can do so many things to get the people back on your side who are feeling like this is getting out of control like you're saying get security there Mm -hmm. bide your time and let people know like look i'm standing firm on this but it's getting resolved yeah i do care about this experience and we're working on it and always remember the mic is your friend that's one thing where i think like an nba player is at a disadvantage right because they don't have a mic no mic no mic at that, all yeah that person in the front row can scream as loud as you can mm-hmm. and yeah at that point you might have to punch somebody yeah face. no one knows right from wrong <laughs> right. no one can verify what he said no one can verify what you said mm. it's just Next thing you know, it escalates and he said, she said, which is what they're dealing with with that situation. It's like, mm-hmm. we know what Russ was saying. We don't know what the other guy was saying, dude. Right. Because he ain't got no mic. Right. They got the camera in Russ's face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can read his lips. But uh, use the mic as your friend, not just to, to clown people, but to gain control of the situation because getting heckled is no fun. It's not. You know, if you got a sense of humor, use it. Use yeah. it, use it, use it. Diffuse these situations, man. I've been in situations where like, you know, I tell a story about being in uh, New York 
on an idea tour and my mm. what a night book and oh, the chick yeah. was heckling me mm. and i was i told the whole crowd say fuck you bitch and it was like <laughs> fuck you bitch take blue friends and shit blue friends and shit see that's when i was just a super asshole because <laughs> that's some mean shit to do it is but but it worked it worked and mm-hmm. she took it there mm-hmm. the shit she said to me was super out of pocket mm-hmm. starting so it was like oh oh you want to do that yeah i have a mic <laughs> right it was like the light bulb came on bling french you have a mic she yeah. doesn't oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> turn the whole Silly room against mortal. her <laughs> you can't win this battle <laughs> a nice try though yeah. you know and uh use the mic as your friend that that's number six yeah that's six okay so yeah number seven this is the last joint man the last joint and this is one we've kind of alluded to during the rest of them but rule number seven is never let a heckler ruin your show no always be thinking about the show the show is the most important thing most important thing like it's hard sometimes we think our ego mm-hmm. you know what i mean the song i'm performing mm-hmm. you know i've never been here i gotta get you're thinking about so many other things but it's like you should be thinking how can i maintain this experience for the people who are there exactly how do i not let this person ruin it because it's really not about you and what they're saying to you mm-hmm. as much as it's about the fact that they're destroying the experience for everybody everybody who paid yeah. to come and see you perform right yeah that's the part that bugs me the most. Like, yeah, you talking shit to me, mm-hmm. but yo, man, all these people pay. Exactly. You don't care about none of them either. Mm-hmm. You can't wait. You can't chill out. You couldn't slow down. You doing that? Like you're forcing me to, to talk to you and just, and not be performing, which is what y'all paid me to come here and do. Mm-hmm. I just want to rap. All right. Let me rap and get off stage. That's it. I'll get out your way. Yeah. Just give me 30 minutes. I'll be out of here. You can go get drunk and yell at somebody else. You see, I had a situation where I was opening for somebody. And it was one of those shows where I shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, I know those. <laughs> it was <laughs> about I'm the bag. Open, quick bag. It was about the quick bag where I'm opening for somebody. We don't rap about nothing, nothing alike. Yeah. Not about none of the same shit. You I know, know that feeling. I know those gigs. And um, dudes in front just talking. I forget who it was that I was opening for. But they was calling their name out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when that shit happens. Yeah, the whole song. Oh, the whole song. So, so I finished the first verse, did the hook. Second verse, I'm freestyling and I'm talking about him in the freestyle. <laughs> yes, to the crowd, right? And everybody knows I'm talking about him. Yeah, you know. And then I get back into the hook. He shuts up. See? You know, because everybody's laughing. Yeah. everybody gets hype. And he shuts his mouth. And I didn't have to really confront him, but I got the mic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I got the mic. So you can do whatever you want, call out whatever you name you want, yes. but I got the microphone right now. Mm-hmm. And there's things you can say, especially like you're talking about like humor, mm-hmm. freestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, you ain't got to call nobody crazy out of their name, yeah. but you can let them know yeah. that you know what the fuck they doing. Right. <laughs> like, look, I just need you to know that I see you. Yeah, you're not going to win this. Right. That's all you want. <laughs> right. This valid- you got the validation. Yep. You're not going to win, though. But I see you. Mm-hmm. Now, can we finish this up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, I was thinking, like, my set's only 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, let me cook. Yeah, just let me cook. Just let me get my bag. <laughs> I was here for the bag. I ain't even staying for the show. Right. I'm just getting my bag and I'm bouncing. Quick in and out. Yeah. Quick in and out. <laughs> just, they already wrote the check. Come you on, know what man. I'm saying? I just got to fulfill my contractual <laughs> obligation. Exactly. Can y'all let me please? Exactly. Let me finish. Just yeah. let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that shit is the realest shit, man. I feel like, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've ever let a show completely get away from me like that. 
I feel like there's when you were drinking back in the day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've yeah, had yeah. many. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. We've that's had true. some of those times. Yeah, the what a night days. Yeah, the what a night days. Yeah, we would let them get away from us. Then. Yeah. Like now it's like nah, nah it's man. too important. It's too important. Yeah. But you know it's funny because the what a night days we would get mad about us. Right. It was like y'all are disrespecting us mm-hmm. instead of being like y'all are disrespecting the experience. Right. Because I think when you we get, took it personal, we took it personal. Yeah. Like people, and if you if you approach it from you're disrespecting me versus your disrespecting experience, then you'll the way you handle it will be selfish. Selfish. Yeah, and the crowd will see that. Yeah. And they will you will look like a bully then. Yeah. Yeah, you won't look. Like, yeah. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you disrespected me, dog. Right. Versus, damn, you fucking up this experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. it's two different ways to look at it very different and how you respond changes in each situation yeah so that's it yes sir that's number seven and okay we're talking about how to deal with hex- hecklers today how to get hecklers out to paint <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i'm gonna read them back number one rule was only respond if you know you can win only play the games i can win at mm-hmm. rule number two if you lose you will be ruined forever <laughs> The Carlos Mencia axiom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number three, if you win too big, you look like a bully. Word. You know? Uh, number four, if you let it drag on, you look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> number five, maintain your distance at all times. Mm. No one wants to see you get knuckled down on camera. <laughs> right. No one wants to see you get snatched off the cage, talking right. tough guy to somebody. Because you know it will be on Twitter. Yeah. It will be, be on Instagram. Dog, it will be on TMZ. Mm. Rapper talk shit gets snatched off stage by lapel and body slammed mm-hmm. into crowd. Motherfuckers doing Hulk Hogan leg drops on you because you was too close. So number six, the mic is your friend. Yes, it's your friend, man. Never put that mic down. Never <laughs> keep that mic. Keep it and don't let them get. <laughs> don't one. let them get it ever. <laughs> That's when you lost. Right, motherfucker gets on stage when people get on stage and shit. You know how people randomly get on stage. Mm-hmm. Like I've had people get on stage randomly and just start doing reggae chants and shit. You're just right. like, why are you here? Yeah, and I'm just what? like, the first thing people, where was I at? And this shit happened. Cape Coral. We were in Cape Coral, Florida. It was before the show started. This dude got on right after the mics was hot. The sound uh-huh. man went on his job. You know, DJ was spinning. It was time for performers. This motherfucker just walked on the stage and just started. White guy. He just started chanting reggae dance hall wow. style. And and he just kept going. I was just like, yo, man, are y'all going to do something? And the dudes running, they're just like confused because like, you don't see this every day. Like, what are you going to do? What do you do? Yeah. I walked up real silently like I was a sound man. I just pointed to his mic. He was like, he looked at me like, and I just grabbed. I was like, thanks, man. I just walked away with his mic. <laughs> he was confused. Like, that's, I, that's tight. I didn't say, give me the mic. Right. I didn't say, what that. I just like, oh, oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me touch that. Yeah, part. like I was the sound man. He, mm-hmm. I don't know. And he was like, okay, and he just walked off. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, man, y'all could have done that. Right. I mean, y'all probably didn't know how to finesse it, but mm-hmm. you know, handle your shit. Right. Okay, so what number was that I was re- recalling? That was a mic is your friend. Yeah. Okay, number seven, last one. Never let it ruin your show. Yes. Your show is always the number one priority. Not them, not your ego. Mm-hmm. Your show, man. So when you're dealing with hecklers, always remember it's about your show, the collective experience that you're creating, man. And that will help you not be selfish in how you respond. Yeah. So that's it. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Listening to Super Duty Tough Work. 
to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>